Hello, everybody. Welcome once again to the most must-hear podcast, Big Mouth Small Words Sports Talk. It's your boy, Pat Kearns. I'm here again in the Vikings Lounge, the wonderful, beautiful Vikings Lounge, and I'm here to talk football. Once we had last spoken about teams 32 to 20, I gave you those, okay? Then... I gave you 20 to 10. So just as a reminder, 32, you got the Miami Dolphins. 31, you got the New York Giants. 30, you got the Arizona Cardinals. 29, Washington Redskins. 28, Oakland Raiders. 27, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. 26, San Francisco 49ers. 25, Schittsburg Shit-ass, piece-of-crap Pittsburgh Steelers. 24, the wonderful, beautiful Cincinnati Bengals. 23, the Buffalo Bills. 22, the Lions. 21, the Jets. 20, the Broncos. 19, the Titans. 18, the Panthers. 17, the Ravens. 16, the Jaguars. 15, the Texans. 14, the Browns. 13, the Packers. 12, Seattle Seahawks. 11, the Colts. And 10, the Falcons. I got a lot of backlash on that Falcons pick by a lot of different people, but it's what I believe, so suck it. We're going to now, this is the big one. This is the big one, all right? Nine all the way down to one. My God, my God, we're doing this. So, number nine with the drum roll. Yeah. Minnesota Vikings. Ready for the backlash. I know I'm going to get it. But number nine, cracking into the top ten is the Minnesota Vikings. Last year, 2018, 8-7-1, people like, hey, dude, what the fuck are you thinking putting the Vikings in here? And I'm just like, dude, fuck off. All right? Minnesota almost lost Anthony Barr, which would have put him outside the top ten. But guess what? They retained him. They got him for five years. Other than that, it was a pretty quiet offseason for Minnesota. There wasn't. Any big need to get anything on the defensive side, in my opinion. But the offensive line was in need of major work, there's no doubt. Injuries killed them last season, okay? But getting a first-round center, huge. They needed that, okay? They also drafted Irv Smith Jr., who could potentially replace Kyle Rudolph. I think he's pretty good. There were a lot of rumors that Rudolph's going to go somewhere else. They're going to trade him, whatever. Year one of Kirk Cousins wasn't good. There's no doubt about that. I'm not going to try to deny that. But a steady offensive line is going to send Minnesota back to the top tier of the NFC. They have the team that can do it, okay? Keep in mind, last year, they were supposed to be somebody, and they're going to be this year. I'm buying in despite the quiet offseason. They have been building a legitimate team. Their defense is legit, okay? Diggs and Thielen are as good of a dynamic receiver duo in the NFL. A healthy Dalvin Cook in the backfield I'm expecting Kirk Cousins to be standing up and throwing bombs. Number nine, Minnesota Vikings. Number eight, I'll keep this short and sweet. I got the Philadelphia Eagles, okay? Last year, they were nine and seven. They won the Super Bowl, and then the Eagles took a step backwards. No doubt about that. Carson Wentz's durability has shown weakness. I don't know if he can stay healthy. That's a big reason why they're number eight. Okay, the Eagles brought back Deshaun Jackson. 
He showed some signs of life in Tampa. They also drafted um, J.J. Whiteside, who has... I mean, he flashed some potential before the draft. I don't know if he's that amazing, but we'll see. Overall, the team has a lot of upside. I think they can get back to where they were two years ago. Not to win the Super Bowl, but I think they can be legit. They focused on the offensive side of the ball, and they need to. They shared up the middle of the defense. They got Malik Jackson. That's going to help a lot. It's going to be a tight race in the NFC East. I think this Philly team can be somebody. The only problem that I have is that Nick Foles is not there anymore to back up Wentz. So if Wentz goes down, that's going to be a big deal. Keep in mind, these are pre-season power rankings. Things can change. I'm for sure going to change in the middle of the year. Don't worry. So I've got the Philadelphia Eagles at eight. Also got Darren Sproles back. That'll help. Um, Number seven. How about them Cowboys? I got the Dallas Cowboys. Last year, record of 10 and 6. They're a weird team right now in terms of offensive core. There's a lot of things to like. I mean, Amari Cooper went off last year. And Dak Prescott and Ezekiel Elliott combination, they can both run. Prescott's decent at throwing. He's whatever. Um, They signed Randall Cobb to replace Cole Beasley. That's good. Cobb's definitely worth a one-year flyer. Dallas retaining Demarcus Lawrence. They they needed that for the defense, there's no doubt. But then they traded for Robert Quinn. Robert Quinn hasn't been amazing in the last few years, but a change of scenery, man, I think he can go back to starting to beat the bag out of people. The Cowboys kind of failed to make an impact on the draft, in my opinion. They didn't really do much. Obviously, they lost their first round to Amari Cooper, which is worth it. Sticking with Jason Garrett is the only reason that they're at seven. I think they could be higher, but he sucks. And he's probably going to be the reason why they don't go further than they should. Dallas is for sure going to need a little more consistency out of the defense this season if they want to make a deep run. But as it stands right now, I've got them winning their division. I've got them being pretty damn solid. So, number seven, Dallas Cowboys. Number six, I got the Chicago Bears. They bring in defensive-minded Chuck Pagano. He's going to run the defense. Pagano was in Baltimore during all those elite defensive seasons where they were legit. He struggled big time in Indy. They fucking sucked. Overall, though, he's a great addition because they have a lot of talent. You got to understand, the Bears have the talent, and he'll show you what they can be. Uh, They picked Ryan Ridley, who's a speedster out of Georgia. A lot of talent there. Chicago added some depth. They got Mike Davis. They got Buster Screen. They got Cordero Patterson. Off-season acquisitions. With one of the better defenses, which they have, and they have a good coach, Chicago's already in a good spot. If they can improve a little bit on the offensive side, they're going to be in the thick of it again. I mean, they were a muffed kick away from being somebody last year, so... There's been a lot of smart moves. I like the team they've put together over the last few seasons. And with the rest of the NFC North struggling last year, they took advantage of it. I think they're going to do it again. I, I think, no doubt, like I said, the, the Packers will be back and there'll be some teams that are giving them some problems. But I like the Bears, and I've got them at six. Number five. People might think this is a little high, but I've got... 
the LA Chargers. It's hard for me to say that still, but the LA, not the San Diego, the LA Chargers. They went 12 and 4 last year. Last year, I was positive they were going to make a run and be really good. The Patriots then dropped Trow, slapped it on the table, and went go home. And they did. So, um, LA didn't do too much in the offseason. They signed Thomas Davis and they signed Tyrod Taylor. Obviously, Tyrod Taylor is just a minimal role, but you know that could be big if Rivers goes down, but whatever. They re-signed a few players. They used their first-round draft pick to add another piece to an already legitimate defensive line. Uh, Jerry Tillery was a beast out of Notre Dame. He was projected to go in the back of the first round. The, Charger, the Chargers also then followed this pickup with adding a safety, Nasir Ederly. He's highly praised. The secondary already has legitimate pieces. They have Derwin James. L.A. is going to be battling it out with Kansas City, right? They've got a lot of talent. It's There's two loaded teams that are just going to go at each other. So who knows who's going to win the division? But I really like L.A.'s defense. I like the way they carry themselves. And... It's all about, I like Mike Williams on the offensive side of the ball. I mean, Phillip Rivers is a gunslinger, and you live and die by the sword with him. Like, he could make it happen for you, and they could be great, or he could blow it. But I really like, they, they have so much talent on this team. L.A. has such legit talent, and we're going to find out what they're made of. But I've got him at five. I'm going to do a quick... Word from the sponsor, and then I'm going to give you four to one click. And we are back at number four. I have the LA Rams. The Rams got closer than a season prior, but it fell short once again because the freaking Patriots do what they do. They signed Clay Matthews. They signed Eric Weddle, two-year deals. They also re-signed Dante Fowler. Those are all big deals, man. L.A. is another team that had to grab a backup quarterback just in case they got Blake Bortles. He sucks, but, I mean, their system with McVay is good enough that I think that even he could shine. The Rams focused on building defensively. You know, they drafted Taylor Rapp out of Washington. He's an above-average Safety prospect. I don't know if he's going to contribute right away, but he looks really good. Um, They went late in the second round. They got Daryl Henderson. He was a guy I feel like they picked up because they were kind of questioning Todd Gurley's health. And I think that's still a little bit up in the air. But, you know, until we find out that he's nothing, he's still Todd Gurley. So, overall, this team is destined for another run. The NFC obviously is loaded with talent. But the offensive and defense are both well-rounded. And when you have Aaron Donald, (laughs) things are bound to be good for your team. So number four, I got the LA Rams. Number three, who do I have? I got the Kansas City Chiefs. I got most people's number one and number three. All right, I'll I'll, I'll explain to you why. Explain to you why. Last year they went 12 and four. They were unsure about Tyreek Hill's status at the time of it being up in the air. So it forced the Chiefs to draft Hardman, right? McColl Hardman with their first pick, which was in the second round. And he is almost an identical athlete to Hill. I don't think he's as fast, but he's 
very, very much like Tyree Kill, which would envision, we, we would think that he was probably taken to take his place, but Tyree Kill's going to play too, so that sucks. They're both going to be great. <laughs> um, they definitely should have went on the defensive side, but they didn't. They did land Jawan Thornhill a few picks later, but there was also better options available overall. The Chiefs in free agency, excuse me, in free agency, then got Carlos Hyde, Tyron Matthew, Bashad Breland. They also traded for Frank Clark. They um, Emmanuel Ogba. They they addressed a lot of needs, man, on the, on the defense. They addressed a lot of needs on the offense, and that's why I have them at the top here. I mean, they're a top three team. There's no doubt. They're a tremendous offense. I mean, they lost Kareem Hunt, but they have so much talent, man. They're they're always going to get it going, and Mahomes is out of his mind. I mean, he can throw a better pass than Andy Dalton not looking. So I've got the Kansas City Chiefs at number three. But like I said in the beginning, from four to one, you can rank them however you kind of want. This is just what I see and how I see it. Number two. Number two. The New Orleans Saints. They were 13-3 last year, and a team that I once again thought destined to make it happen and go to the Super Bowl. The overall talent is always there in New Orleans, and their last two playoff appearances have ended in controversial, unlucky, piece-of-shit ways. Man, they should have went to the ship last year. They didn't. But regardless of all that crap, they're still one of the top teams in the league, and this offense is going to be clicking again. You got Drew Brees under center. They have playmakers all over the field. Obviously, they re-signed Michael Thomas, which is huge. They signed Jared Cook. They signed Latavius Murray in the offseason. These signings are not going to blow the doors off, but, dude, Cook and Breeze is going to be massive. It's going to be awesome to watch them play. Cook is so underrated as a tight end. Uh, My friends know how I feel about that guy. And Murray, obviously, is going to slide in where Ingram was. He's the running back, too, behind Alvin Kamara. The Saints didn't have many draft picks. They were missing a first and a third, but signed a much-needed lineman out of Texas A&M. So, I mean, all the pieces are there for the Saints to make another run. And I was really close to putting them at one. I really was. Because I really feel like this is just kind of like a destiny-type deal for the Saints. I think they have so much talent. And uh, I think the Chiefs have so much talent. I think L.A. has so much talent. As a matter of fact, I think they have more talent. All three of those teams have more talent than the team I put at number one which is obviously the New England Patriots. I have the New England Patriots at one. Every friend that I have that listens to this podcast is going to go, what? All you've done is shit on them. All you've done is shit on the Patriots. You're right. I have shit on the Patriots. Hey, Gypsy. Um, I mean, there's a million reasons why, why you could say they weren't one. You know, Gronk retired and aging Julian Edelman. They've got misfit wide receivers on the roster. I mean, they got Demarius Thomas. They re-signed Philip Dorsett. I mean, I don't know. New England's rushing attack is obviously going to be sweet. They've got Sonny Michelle. They've got James White. They've got Rex Burkhead. They've, they, their running game is going to be strong, no doubt. The Patriots then looked to the draft. They wanted to fill out their wideouts, so they got Nikhil Harry at 32. He's going to jump into a bigger role right off the bat. Hope that he's not hurt. 
I mean, Jojoan Williams and Chase Winovich, they added for depth on the defensive side. Overall, New England is New England, and you're trying too hard if you don't put them inside the top three, but I put them at one. They got Michael Bennett. I think this team's going to be different than they've ever looked. I think that this team is going to basically... I think they have so much talent on the defensive end that they could be a top 10 defense this year. And I think they're going to run the ball, and I think Brady's going to get the ball out fast, and I think that they're going to live and die by that. I could find a million reasons why the Pats shouldn't be at number one, but guess what? To be the man, you got to beat the man. And I nobody's beaten him. No one's knocked him off their perch. The champ stays the champ until dethroned. So New England's number one. They have to be. I... It's going to be interesting to see what happens <laughs> as the season goes on, but they always find a way to shut me up and prove me wrong. So this year, New England, I bow down. You're number one. And that, though, hey, man, that's, those are the picks. So number one, you got the Pats. Number two, New Orleans Saints. Number three, Kansas City Chiefs. Number four, the Rams. Number five, the Chargers. Number six, the Bears. Number seven, the Cowboys. Number eight, the Eagles. Number nine, the Vikings. And number 10, the Falcons. Those are your top 10. You can send me a message and tell me that you think I'm dumb. You can send me a message and tell me that I'm the smartest person alive. I'd rather you do the second option. (laughs) So thank you for listening to Big Mouth Small Words Sports Talk Podcast. Really appreciate it. You guys are the best. And um, I'll be throwing more stuff up on the Insta. I'll be throwing more. There's going to be plenty of stuff going to be on. Football's back, so you know I'm back. So thank you once again for listening. You guys are the best. Have a good one. Click.